0: I think There's a lot of people out there who are who are, yeah. the, who are the visionary in and their family and need that <laughs> other support to get the thing going. So how'd you do that? Give us some tips.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say I would say two things. Um, I would say I had to establish a trust um, quotient with her to say, "Listen, you know, this is something I'm passionate about. Um, this is something I've done my research on. This is something I feel like it's going to really change and influence how we live the rest of our, our lives." Um, give me a chance on this you know give me the runway to both succeed and fail and
2: welcome to life and transition experts podcast a community of professionals, entrepreneurs, and service providers committed to growing their business by serving others through life's biggest challenges, including probate, estate planning, and small business growth. Join the Life and Transition Experts Facebook group and YouTube channel for free resources, tips, and strategies to help let your light shine. Hosted by Courtney Rollins, the Durham, North Carolina probate expert. All right, let's dive headfirst into this episode.
0: Core right here. Oh my goodness, I got the power couple here with me. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, just so excited. What's up, everyone? This is Courtney Rollins from Life and Transitions Experts Podcast. Uh, as you heard in the intro, if you listen to this on the um, uh, podcast or maybe watching this live, I'll let you know now. This is the place where we go, where we talk to folks who are dedicated to helping people prepare for life's biggest changes and challenges, uh, as well as uh, navigate and, and, and create the life they want through, oftentimes through um, entrepreneurship and small business, uh, and definitely a focus in real estate investing. And I'm so excited to have this dynamic couple out of Charlotte, North Carolina to hear their story, uh, Nicholas Sullivan and you marry, uh, uh Sullivan. Yeah, Mark. i got Now I got a. I got a. Did I say it right this time? Yamira, Yamira. Yamira, I do. have a conflict <laughs> after I got it the first time. Yamira, Yamira. your a beautiful name. I apologize, but okay. thank you all for being here. What is going on? How are you both doing? How are you doing, Yamira?
3: Doing great, doing great. Happy holidays to everyone. Um, hope everyone's having a good, safe holiday so far.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I have to have a disclaimer. Nick is a great, great friend of mine. We. Both have the privilege of being a part of the same uh, uh, chapter of the mighty uh, side Delta chapter of Omega South Phi Fraternity Incorporated. So it's always good to ch- uh, chat with you. And how you doing, brother? How's it going, Nick?
1: I'm good, man. I'm uh, sitting in the in-laws house right now. <laughs> so um, hopefully we uh, we don't get too loud or, or say something they don't like. But either way, man, happy to be here. Amazing um, holiday season. We were having um, up here in New Jersey. Um, got on my Tar hill shirt tonight um hopefully we can take Oregon out um in the in the bowl game tonight so feeling real good thanks for having us Courtney.
0: absolutely well hopefully uh, hopefully it will keep you uh in safe safe keepings with the in-laws and all hey man Carolina Oregon that's a I don't know who will win the uh fashion battle because you know Oregon got Nike gear up and down and we look good Tar Heels yeah so hopefully we, we come away with something really nice but i'm gonna go ahead and jump in i would love to um, for folks to hear your background your story if you've seen this out i did uh, i guess market or frame this as you all being short-term rental experts but i know there is more to your story and i would love for uh, both of you or just jump in so how did you get started into short-term rental how did that how did that come about Uh, tell us more please
3: i'll let you kick it off
1: yeah you're the visionary all right right. (laughs) so um first of all Courtney, again thanks for having us we um We love talking about real estate. We love learning from other people. We love telling our story. And um, we love the fact that um, entrepreneurship is a game that anybody can play. And for us, um, it started back in 2016. Hmm. We are um, super fortunate in Charlotte to um, have a house that has a detached garage. And um, when we purchased the house, the garage um the second floor was unfinished just four walls right so you can imagine just the framing no sheetrock no electrical wiring mm. definitely no plumbing um literally just four walls and as we started to think about you know how we put that space to use um it was really at the peak of Airbnb before Airbnb's IPO so they were still a young scrappy very um, Silicon, ba- you know, Silicon Valley kind of uh, tech-forward company that was really, really leading the game from a disruption standpoint. Um, and so we thought, how how great would it be if we took this space and built a vision around um, an Airbnb property, just for the sake of having something to do, to be honest with you. And um, that really kicked off our journey. Um, from there, we have acquired a couple of other properties some of which are Airbnb, some of which are long-term rentals. Uh, We have a property that is uh, under renovation right now that we're still trying to understand um, and figure out what approach we want to take. It's a four unit property that gives us a flexibility of doing both Airbnb and long-term rentals should we decide to do that or um, all Airbnb or all long-term rentals. So we still have some, some thinking to do there, but that's in a nutshell, our story. And, uh, I'll let my wife tell her version of it or cover anything I might have missed.
3: No, I I think um, we were lucky with the location that we have for our home. That detached garage is five minutes from Uptown Charlotte. It's 15 minutes from the airport. It was just a recipe for success. Um, And seeing how quickly we were able to reap the benefits of that small change (laughs) really was like, it lit the fire for us. It was the addiction, the start of the addiction in real estate. Oh, um man. and the realization that we could do this to supplement our income and to eventually move out of working our W two jobs into something larger.
0: So y'all just woke up and was like, "Oh man, we're blessed to have this." We keep hearing about these, this, this, this Airbnb or this short term rental space. Hey, let's look at this space over here. Just, just why not? Just why not do it? Just there. Yeah.
3: Nick is a dreamer. He is. Uh-huh. He is an idea man. He <laughs> probably has invented. 75 different things Uh you know so he's in in his head
1: (laughs) so (laughs) he throws the
3: idea out i'm the realist so i'm the one who has to check the numbers make sure it makes financial sense i'm more risk averse so we have that good balance where he's able to see things that i may not see right away um but i help to kind of frame it in a way that makes it a little bit more of a safe investment
1: and i think Yeah. And and I think just one more thing and we'll probably get further into this later in the conversation. But um, Courtney, I know you're a huge, bigger pockets, you know, um, (laughs) you know, person. We um, talked a lot about the concept of house hacking and felt like this garage gave us an opportunity to put that concept into play. And so we house hacked our way into real estate Mm -hmm. um, to use a technical Mm -hmm. term, so to speak.
0: So house hacking, folks, if you may not be aware of it, is an amazing, uh, powerful tool. It's basically when you live in a property and you somehow uh, turn it into an asset by having people, you know, live with you with the rooms, or if you're fortunate enough, as they did, to have a, you know, different section. Um, and it can be very powerful because, particularly if you're buying properties uh, on the traditional route and you're using your name, um, you can get very, very favorable terms. And then, if you just follow the proper stipulations, um, you get these properties at low rate, good debt, and you're able to, you know, put someone there in cash flow, uh, which is what these folks uh, just did, which is, I think, completely awesome. It's pretty cool too to hear your story, as far as Nick, you having a a vision, these ideas, and mirror having like the ability to say, okay, what are the 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 things that are going to be in the way? It sounds like Mm -hmm. visionary and integrated. It almost sounds like the classic rocket fuel, uh, you know. I forget who. I probably have a Dan Kennedy or somebody rocking you. Have you heard yeah. that? I have, yep. Yep. yeah. Yeah, so exactly. You got the visionary and the integrator. We need both, right? We need somebody being able to see it and work from the end, but also someone of the feet on the ground to make sure it's connected to the earth. That's, yep. that's cool that yep. y'all have, they have that. I don't know. I, there's a couple of directions I could go in, but I want to ask, go ahead and ask how does that work i mean real talk i was in a relationship that started off um and you know bless her heart she's an awesome person we didn't necessarily work out i was and still am like the visionary and, and she mm-hmm. did serve as the buffer and sometimes i'm like wow if if it wasn't for her i would have never gotten started if it wasn't for her i would have never gotten started I was, you know both <laughs> of them, but, but so how how do, how does that work as far as being a, a, a um a married couple and doing this thing yeah.
3: I'll be honest. It took some time for me. I'm like I said earlier, I'm risk averse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been so conditioned to my parents immigrated to this country. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work hard, make money, be successful in the traditional sense.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. So the idea of taking my money and investing it in something that has, although real estate is pretty safe, it's okay. still a risk. Um. That was, that took some time. That took a lot of conversations between the two of us and then when we finally did the airbnb and i started to see the benefits it took down those walls it took down some of that fear for me and and we'd be able to we've been able to create some strategies and routines you know my i have my checklists i have my spreadsheets i have my you know my things that i go through to make me feel better as we move forward in decision making um and make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success
1: yeah i think the 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 way I would say it is, I think we have been forced to get really, really objective. Mm. Like we mm-hmm. can't get, emo- we can't let our emotions and our dynamic as a couple get in the way of decisions that have ramifications beyond our relationship. yeah. Right? yeah. Real, real, you know, credit, real, you know, um, financial real, you know, um, uh, time, right. Like, like real estate is a very time, mm-hmm. um, sensitive and time um, demanding business and so we start to ask ourselves questions about is this idea or an opportunity. um, uh, Something that makes sense for us outside of the realm of our relationship, you know, are there um, returns on the investment that makes sense, what type of. um, You know renovations and what type of sweat equity are we going to have to put into mm-hmm. to get the property to the vision and the dreaming state that I have in my head right. and if we can't answer those questions with confidence or if I can't answer those questions with confidence right um, we, we we don't move forward and there's way more opportunities and way more um deals I would say that we passed up on because you know the the fuel um mm-hmm. kind of ran out and Mm. the idea broke down along the way. So as long as we can be objective and give each other feedback and not take it personally, you know, in the realm of our relationship, um, we do pretty well. Now, again, it took us a while to get there. Yeah, I mean, of course,
3: we're people. We're at the end of the day, we're individuals coming together and working towards something. Um, I think we're fortunate enough to have our baseline friendship and relationship that we can have those challenging moments and tough conversations with one another and we move on. We both have the same end goal in mind is, you know, to quit our jobs, Mm -hmm. live a life where we have financial stability um, and ideally passive income to help us with the day-to-day, maintain our lifestyle, all of that. We both have the same goal in mind and we Mm -hmm. both want to do it together. So it's, it makes it easier Mm -hmm. for us to get through some of those challenges.
0: That is golden because I mean, I don't know if it, where, where this proverb comes from, but you could have people sleeping in the same bed, but having doing having different dreams, and that could be very challenging, you know. Yeah. So you all having the same vision and dreams, I think it really helps. But I would still like to know, like Nick, how, like, how did you, or how do you, or I mean, you did say uh, you remember that when you start seeing like uh, some of the returns and some of the benefits that from it, it makes it a lot easier when the funds and flows. Yeah, are of course. Out. But there had to be a time beforehand where there was like you know you just had to rely on. Uh, on the vision and still put in the work in between there. So Nick, how how did you help um uh I don't want to say convince, but show that, yeah, I, I don't even want to put words in your mouth. How, how did you assuage the uh, the challenges or objections that uh your may have had initially?
1: I think there's a lot of people out to- there who are who yeah. are
0: the who are the visionary in their family and need that other <laughs> support to get this thing going. So how'd you do that? Give us some tips.
1: Uh, yeah I would say I would say two things. Um, I would say I had to establish a trust um, quotient with her to say, "Listen, you know, this is something I'm passionate about. Um, this is something I've done my research on. This is something I feel like it's going to really change and influence how we live the rest of our, our lives. Um, give me a chance on this, you know. Give me the runway to both succeed and fail." Right. And the second thing was, I, I brought her along on the journey right? So I mentioned bigger pockets earlier. You know, I'm the kind of person I'll listen to a podcast a day. I'll read several articles a day. Mm -hmm. Um, I would send her those same articles and podcasts. I would talk about amazing stories that I've heard from people making their way through real estate, Mm -hmm. starting from the same place we were at. And I'm thinking to myself, if we are as connected, we're dreaming the same way. We're thinking about the same long-term Uh, lifestyle and um, structure we want for ourselves if these people can do it Mm -hmm. then what the heck what's what's stopping us -hmm. you know so I think being able to lean on and digest from other people's success stories and their failures I think gave us the confidence to to step in it together and and make it happen so a little bit of trust and a little bit of kind of you know co-piloting to say listen we're in this together let's let's figure out how we can use our skill sets. You know, as complementary features to making this thing work, and so um, again, it was a very intense process. We argued a lot. We still argue a lot, right, on being right. real <laughs> about you know the decisions we make, yeah. but it's all in an effort to get to the same endpoint because right. we're in this together. And yeah. so, yeah, we treat it as much of, of uh, as a business as we do. A part of what makes us unique as a mm-hmm.
0: couple. Hey, Amen. Well, you got it. I really appreciate that because a healthy debate is important in any strong like organ organism orga- organization. You know, yeah. change is going to require uh, if it's productive change is definitely going to require some type of a uh, discomfort and having those real conversations is so important. There's some the two things. Well, one thing I heard in what you said, uh, Nick, and um, and you remember hearing your story. And there's one thing I want to pull out though. I hear that like having the vision laid out and having it shared and sharing the article sharing sharing the immersion that you went through even though I mean it was at you know at the I'm assuming at the appropriate pace Um, but regardless it also seemed like this wasn't just like you you shared it one week and then you just put it on the shelf I'm assuming then right so Yamira I'm sure you saw or you you saw like oh there's commitment there's dedication
3: yes this was I mean this was months and months uh, (laughs) of research and discussions and books and podcasts and sharing all of this knowledge to get me on board. Um I started getting excited hearing the stories. I started, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like, oh, oh wow, like maybe we can do this. You know, maybe we have, maybe I have been thinking about this the wrong way and there's another way to get to the end goal for us.
0: And I hope um, people
3: oh, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: And I was going say I hope people are hearing this because Enthusiasm is contagious. Enthusiasm is the key for out here somewhere, but enthusiasm is (laughs) contagious. And it can be to be quite honest, even if you don't have a weak plan with enthusiasm, is going to be a great detail plan that never has action or any consistency Mm -hmm. to it. And so, folks out there, if you're that person and you need that partner to see that in you, or you need, I would highly recommend that you share your goals, share with why. Take the why with your partner and put in action. Let them see Say, Hey, I'm going to put two hours, three hours a day, or I'm going to put this in. And if they see you doing that, being consistent, regardless of the successes or failures in between that time, it is really, really going to be hard for them not to back you or support you. Yeah. And then you all, and then y'all like rocket
1: fuel and y'all are taking, yeah. I highly recommend that folks. That's cool. Yeah. And I would. I would say, and I don't want to turn this into a relationship conversation. Oh, this is what it is, this is what it's about, but, really? That's yeah. it. <laughs> but you know, the, the reality too, um, we were talking with a group last week or two weeks ago um, about real estate. And we made the point very early in the conversation to say that we don't come from abundant monetary worldly wealth, mm-hmm. right? Neither one of us is individuals, neither one of us together we come from a wealth of love. We come from a wealth of support. We come from a wealth of strong family structure. We come from a wealth of um, pioneers. She mentioned her family, her mom and dad being first generation immigrants. My parents were entrepreneurs growing up. And those are the things we shared in common. The other thing we shared in common that we had to sit down and talk about and agree on and really think through was the fact that wealth building is something that we don't have a clean blueprint from mm. we' this wasn't a, a gift that was got given to us however it's up to us to figure out what that means to us and what that journey looks like having that very and, and we didn't talk about real estate as the solo means to get there right. but knowing that was something that we we both wanted um, for our future and for our family is is really what made the real estate conversation organically come mm. together as yeah. as our Vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I really, to your point, I really think having those very fundamental conversations and the basis for relationships to say, hey, what's our long term goal? Understanding where we're starting today, where we want to end up, and and figuring out how to how to fill those gaps is critical. That's what that's what works for us.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you sound like you all have gotten very solid on the why, and the how just happens to be real estate or whatever vehicle, it is right? Is, or the why, and you already have the strong structure of of you know wealth of spirit and and the other things that you mentioned and i think it was awesome that you brought up that hey like a lot of us i mean we just put it out there especially if you're you know a, a black person or other person who has like historically uh challenging you know uh uh you know systems of you know oppression just literally uh in front of us it, it not knowing what you don't know it can be challenging mm-hmm. but yep.
1: but
0: there's but I also love that, like uh, we're in the information age, and everything's accessible to us. And exactly, yeah. So I think it's cool. But and I would love to uh, to, to to turn the page a little bit and to dig a little deeper into short term rentals. So if you're the numbers uh, lady right there, uh, or both of you all, what makes a good short term rental? Like if I'm coming in new and I'm like, hey, I want to do this Airbnb mm-hmm. stuff. What 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 should I be looking for to 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 know? Hey, this might be something that works.
3: I would say obviously location is gonna be your number one factor. Um, there's a ton of resources out there. There's a website called AirDNA that mm-hmm. uh, is, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great tool to help you narrow down your focus on a geography. So you can go to the zip code level, search a zip code in that website, and it'll pull up um, Airbnbs of, equal, of similar size to what you're looking at, how, what their occupancy rate is, how much money they're bringing in every month, it shares all that data with you. So it's a huge repository that you can use to help you when, when you're narrowing down a location. I think the second thing I'd say is really understanding your finances. Airbnbs can get expensive if you're not careful when you're creating your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to think about constantly replacing certain things. You're constantly replacing your soap, obviously your cleaning supplies, you're constantly replacing toilet paper, you provide water, those kind of things. But then there's also you're, you're paying for your cleaner or whoever cleans your space. um, You know, that's another cost that, you know, you don't always thinking about. And then the difference between short-term rentals and long-term rentals is that constant churn may require a different level of you know that that stash of money that you keep and you budget for for incidentals may need to be a little bit higher for an Airbnb just because there's going to be other stuff like somebody ruining the sheets or someone breaking the couch, things like that that you may not be constantly thinking about that we've just learned throughout the years that that have to be built into your business case for it.
1: Okay.
3: Um, and then I think the last thing is really knowing who do you want renting your space because that's going to help you determine what size of space you purchase, what the location, what neighborhood it's going to be on, how you advertise it, who you accept and reject. It's it's going to frame a lot of things for us. We've really enjoyed having smaller spaces. We have the studio in the garage. We have a, a, another studio that's in a, an apartment in uptown Charlotte. And those have worked for us because it's not, you're not getting the party crowd. Mm -hmm. um you're getting folks who are we get folks in the middle of the week monday or random monday night tuesday night coming in there's they have a layover or they're just driving up from florida to new york and need a place to crash so it keeps our our spaces a little bit um (sighs) what's the right word to say it it's a safer bet for us um not having not having the huge yeah
1: pretty predictable not
3: having those huge um airbnbs the the larger airbnbs can be very lucrative but you run the risk of having um, people throw parties and and the damages that may come of that.
0: Location, location, location. Yes, think about those expenses like the turnover and I didn't even think about the. I don't. They're not amenities, but the little you know, toiletries, all that different type of stuff that has to constantly be. Then I keep hearing this theme: thinking about your audience, thinking from whether it's the vision or the audience, thinking from the end. Who are you trying to serve, or what dream exactly. are you trying to serve? Uh, that's that's pretty cool. Well. Yeah. And there, are there any tips you can you all can give folks if they're like, uh, well, actually, how, how do you all find properties that you're, you buy? How do you what's, what's your how do you find your leads or your properties that you're uh, setting so, up in short term?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple things I would say that are um, the, the tenants we use or the checklist that we use for um, an Airbnb property. Oh, you, a you mentioned location, um, Courtney, as one. Location is definitely top of the list for us. We, pres- we prefer a local. Meaning that if we can get in our car and drive for 10 minutes or or less Mm -hmm. to get to um, the property, um, that's ideal for us. Um, We also um, have a a, a wonderful realtor that, you know, helps us. She knows our strategy. She's been with us for several years. Um, She knows kind of the sweet spot for us. Um, So she's really good at finding us deals. I'm Mm -hmm. always perusing. Zillow and uh, realtor.com, you know, looking for properties that fit the profile that, that, you know, my wife just described. And I also think that um, we've learned a lot by networking. So property managers, um, folks who, who do Airbnb cleanings, um, people who want to get into the business but don't necessarily have the time or the energy to, to spend on learning it through and through can always be good sources of properties that are either on the market or soon to be on the market. And um, those are the ones we prefer, actually. Mm-hmm. If someone can bring us a, a deal or a soon-to-be deal that we're not having to get in the crowd and compete for, um, those are those are ideal properties for us. So we, we love to, to network and um, find properties that way.
0: Hey, there it is. So you're hearing networking, you're hearing relationships with realtors. I hear a lot of I mean, don't be quiet, folks. Don't be that quiet. I mean, unless it's just your style. But if you're trying Mm -hmm. to really put it out there, closed mouths don't get fed. So this, I guess, all of life is about, like, communication relationships. But let me shout out real quick the Wholesale Queen. Sheena Mullins is up here. We talk about relationships and networking. I see her in the chat. What's up, Sheena Mullins? She is the Wholesale Queen out of South Carolina. Close to you all, actually.
1: Nice.
0: Let's talk. Connect because... She is an ace at finding deals and she helps other people, just like you all help people. Um, she helps people figure out how do you find deals and either wholesale them, assign them or keep them for yourself. So she may be able to find some of your short-term rentals for yourself or for the folks that you all coach. And matter of fact, that was a sort of smooth segue into you all, all you know, giving back. So <laughs> tell me more about this coaching and this helping folks like me and others who who don't have a short-term rental. What, tell us more about that what does that look tell us about dream buy multiply what is that you
3: want me to it? It. okay well um i think throughout our journey and, and as we've expanded outside of just our short-term rentals gone into long-term rental space um into the smaller multifamily space we've really come to i guess notice the interest from folks um and really the lack of awareness um, specifically, with you know our our friends, our family people who look like us, it's just it's not taught. it's not common conversation. Um, and so it's very important for us to be able to grow as a community and help rely, you know, on each other, help other people be able to rely on us and build and grow together. it's 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 no fun growing alone. Um, and we want to be able to be a resource for folks. so, we, we decided to start Dream by Multiplier really just to help build a community, build some education on whoever wants to listen, whoever wants to join. Um, we have built this a little bit of experience in short-term rentals, a little bit of experience in multifamily. So we just, we want to share and we want
1: to be a resource for folks. Yeah. And the thing that, um, that I'll piggyback on that the Amira just mentioned is the fact that, you know, a lot of what makes real estate a um, lucrative vehicle for wealth building, for income, et cetera, is the community that is built around it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Historically, we haven't been a part of those communities, you know, um, as a people. And so we love the thought and concept of, hey, let's, we are experts, so to speak, in this space. Let's create community around it and help other people gain confidence and comfort and um, the skill set to get in as well. Um, everything that we've ex- experienced so far has been engineered from some type of social connection. And mm-hmm. so the easier that we can make um, that experience and that roadmap for others, the, um, the more likely uh, we feel that our business is gonna continue to grow. Um, there's, you never know what people have to bring to the table. You know? We ideally um, want to help people who don't want to be hands-on, who say, "Listen, I have some 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 funds, I have some dollars I want to invest, I want to deploy, but I don't have the time or the interest to be hands on and be, you know, the person in the trenches doing the work. That's a dream partner for us, mm-hmm. right? Someone that um, doesn't someone that has something that we need, which is capital, which is, you know, uh, funds, et cetera it doesn't allow us it doesn't require us to dip into our own so to speak funds to propel our business and so we believe that at the root of dream by multiply is this opportunity to connect create community um, build partnerships and really fuel other fuel our business by helping people fuel theirs and um that's our goal that's our outlook and that's why we got into the to the game that's a
0: beautiful thing is i think it's so powerful and important to well, you know, I come from a teaching background and one of the best ways I learn something is by having to teach it, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's so smart, Nick, that you're talking about community and building a community because that is going to be the folks that either, I mean, it's going to be the folks that either fuel, you're going to be able to fuel their dreams and they'll be able to provide the fuel for perhaps other opportunities for you all in the future. And I highly recommend anyone out there, you don't have to have, um, you know, the experience that they have, or even, even with very little experience, you can still position yourself in a space to, uh, uh, to be a, uh, I won't say a thought expert, but to be in the conversation. So if you're just starting out as a wholesaler or an investor or whatever, you can start a meetup. There's nothing stopping you from starting a, a Facebook community. I mean, hell, this is what life and transit is experts about. I'm trying to capitalize on learning from other folks and, and as they come onto my platform, I mean, just to be quite honest, I'm going to get some of that, uh, that I guess, either recognition or that that energy because I'm creating the space for, uh, for value to be shared. And yeah. if you give, you're going to receive. If you receive, you're going to be able to give. You got to be able to do both. So yeah. I love that you all are following universal laws, creating community, giving, giving, giving. Say if you want to make a million dollars, go give a million dollars in value. If you want to be a mm-hmm. go be friendly. You want love? Yep. You gotta be attract, you gotta be a, tra- got to be a tr- attract that. So you know, I get excited about this stuff. This is this is great stuff. Oh, I got a shout out to my mama too. once uh, biggest fan's <laughs> up here too. She is also the inbound call manager uh for my company. So we're trying to keep it in the family here too. Um, love amazing. It. That's it's awesome, man. That's awesome. So great. <laughs> yeah, and um. But how would people, if they, I mean, I'm going to put it in the show notes a little later as well, but actually I'm going to ask how people can contact you. I'll ask you now and then a little bit later, but how can people reach out to you if they want to take advantage of your coaching and your mentoring for short-term rentals?
1: Yeah. So, so two primary ways. The first one is Instagram. Um, that's where we do most of our interaction most of our content, which Courtney, we need your, your expertise, man. <laughs> Talk about community. Ah. We need to learn from you how you create content and, and generate all the energy yes. and attraction around what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job. Yep. Brother. Just want to mention that, um, Thank uh, for, for sure. But Instagram dream.by.multiply is our Instagram handle. Um, also our website, www.dreambymultiply.com. We have a, um, section on there where you can uh, contact us, generate, yeah, generate a, an, uh, an outreach, etc. And, um, we love just to, to get on the phone and, and have real genuine deep conversations about again, how we can help uh, folks meet, you know, meet and accomplish their goals and dreams and vice versa. So Charles, those are the primary ways I would say.
0: multiply on Instagram. Yes. And uh, www.
3: Dreambuy.multiply.com.
0: Dream multiply.com. Awesome. We'll put them in the show notes. I love saying that. I ain't gonna lie. Cause I, I consume podcasts so much. And I've always wanted to have a podcast. And so it's exciting to be able to say, we'll put it in the show notes. So I'm thinking, <laughs> I was, oh, it's official over this bad Sounds movie. so natural. You uh, sound like sounds, a natural. Right, right. You know, I got the gift of gab, so though. Yep. Yeah. So that's one thing I need to learn to, to be quiet. So for, so tell me, though, what what trends do you all see? Or do you see any trends coming up for short-term rentals in the near future? So I'll,
3: I'll say we've noticed um, a little bit of a change, I guess, in the expectations of guests and of clientele um, I think you know the the boom of social media has really changed people's travel expectations and luxury travel for folks is starting to become the expectation regardless of whether or not folks have a luxury budget um, So that's something that I think has been a bit of a challenge even if you see in the Airbnb commercials the properties that they post on their on their commercials are, Usually high luxury, when in reality, the company started, and, and probably most Airbnbs on the site, are folks' homes, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're tiny little spaces that they've really personalized, um, put a lot of love into, and they aren't meant to be these high luxury um, vacation homes. And so mm-hmm. I think finding that sweet spot where you're not going broke trying to be a luxury space. While also um, still meeting the expectations of a high quality, clean, modern looking environment, um, I think that's something that people are going to have to deal with in the future, and, and it's going to have to it's going to continue to be a challenge as as Instagram travel becomes mm. so popular and everyone wants to mm-hmm. post where they stay. Um, finding that balance is going to yeah. continue to be a challenge, I think, for
1: for yeah. Airbnb hosts. I say another big trend is the fact that a lot of um, uh, commercial and corporate um, investors are getting in the game oh yes I so mm-hmm. yep so part of what um, we've come to find out is causing some of the housing prices in some of the larger cities is a lot of these larger companies and leasing entities are using apartments as airbnbs because they make more money mm-hmm. um, and they keep their uh, vacancies very 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 low so um, we see that that is a trend that's, that's moving um, uh, very quickly. The other one is this concept of rental arbitrage, right? Which is a similar mm-hmm. concept as I just mentioned, but folks like us can go and take out a lease on 30 different apartments. Um, apartments, for the most part, don't go on your credit, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So what's gonna stop you know the 10 different leasing agents and, and companies you might be leasing from, from knowing that you're doing business with? Um, so many other people. They they really don't know. So uh, uh, rental arbitrage is that concept where you own the lease, you put it on Airbnb and manage it as if you own the property, um, but obviously uh, you, you don't. Um, it comes with a different level of risk, but um, something a lot of people have found a lot of success with, to be yeah. honest with you. We're, we're not into it, yeah. but um, it's definitely, definitely trending. Out. It's a really low risk, low market um, yeah. entry barrier way to get in. Um, the last thing I'll mention um, is this, this concept of, um, I lost my train of thought.
3: Oh, um, trash.
1: We talked about this, trans, um, wow, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, those are the, those are the big ones. The other one will come back to me at some point.
0: Well, I think it's cool to understand too, because it again, goes back to understanding your audience and some people may approach Airbnb and assume I got to have these luxury spaces when you actually can find a niche or even uh, you know, rubber meets the road. This is for folks who, like I said, if you're traveling through South CAC and you need to make it all the way up through, they might need a spot to stay. stay. So it doesn't have to necessarily be these big things, but know what you're looking at. Um, and rental arbitrage is a very cool and interesting strategy that, uh, that as Nick was mentioning, and Sheena um, was shouting out, just shouted out, yes, rental arbitrage in the comments section over here. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, I do, hear a lot of people appreciating it because it is low risk because it's not your your credit is not your property um if you are making sure (laughs) that you let the uh the leaser or the owner understand and know and you're not you know facing any challenges there then uh that might be a great thing for you um but ownership sounds like something that you all lean more towards why why do you feel like you lean more towards uh ownership
3: I think for us, we're really focused on the wealth building. We're fortunate mm-hmm. to both have jobs that we work from home, um, that gives us some flexibility of where we can where we can be during the day, and so cash flow is not as critical right now. Oh. Um, so that if you're into the rental arbitrage, that's going to give you the cash flow immediately because mm-hmm. you're not having to worry about those, you know, finding the down payment for a mortgage and. And all of that, you're just focused on your lease amount and your whatever revenue you bring in. So for us, we're not as focused on cash flow today. We're gonna keep building and keep building, and eventually the cash flow will come as we continue to make the deals that we're making. Um, but really, wealth is our goal, and we want something that we can hand yeah, down
1: equity, and yeah, equity.
3: Yeah. Um, we want something that we can hand off, and it's been a good strategy for us to be able to pull the money, pull the equity out from each of our properties.
0: To help us multiply Absolutely. and dream by, dream by multiply. <laughs> man, I tell you, as a have been a wholesaling for the last two or three—I'm not even sure how long—two or three years, and I've you know been fortunate enough to wholesale a tremendous uh, a lot. And but that's and that was one of the biggest challenges. I mean, I've, we've had a couple of properties, but you're right. Whether you're wholesaling or you're, uh, rental arbitrage, if you're going in, you can make a lot of money in real estate. Yes, man, that's awesome. Uncle Sam's gonna come for that money. And it's real easy to spend money. I'm noticing. Yeah, <laughs> and, money. Yeah. and so if you don't have some type of asset or wealth generating vehicle, like a property, then at the end of the day, you're going to turn around and you may find that, Hey, I'm still scrapping and scrambling. So it sounds great that you all have that, that folks. <laughs> she just said, she's my kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mira, where what you said, uh, first generation, um, what, where's your, where's your family from?
3: My parents are both from Dominican Republic.
0: Okay, Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did actually. When I go to North uh, uh upstate in New York, I'm on the northern part of the island. And they always like so folks who are assume are Dominican, from Dominican Republic always start talking. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: cool. That is cool. So, what is what I would love to hear from you all? What I know I'm uh, looking at your time and all. I'm not going to hold you too long, but what are some of the funniest or strangest or incidents that you all have had occur. <laughs> so, shake it ahead since you've been- We got stories. A, uh, property owners.
1: So, I would say the one, the strangest one for me, um, it's actually a, a one we've seen quite frequently. Um, the adult film industry
2: Wait, has-
1: <laughs> has identified airbnbs (laughs) as a very low cost item on the expense sheet when it comes to producing this is our theory this This is is our
3: theory theory. we don't work in the adult film industry so we don't know what actually happens
0: (laughs) right (laughs) hey this might be the i think i'm gonna have have a a clickbait
1: that might be the title of this (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> films,
1: Airbnbs, <laughs> no, go I and go. tell people if you happen to see one of our properties on, on the site let, let, let us know just so we you know get uh, some get some money from it right we need our royalties <laughs> but yeah we've seen on several occasions we've had people show up with a film crew with audio and av equipment And And they always
3: multiple men and women coming in and out
1: and they always make it clear and say that we don't intend on staying the night, you know, for whatever reason that's that's just part of the interaction and so um, yeah we've not had any we've not had any issues from those from those guests so to speak but um, oh, that's definitely the, the one that sticks out in my mind <laughs> yeah my, what's that micro
0: that's that that 24 hour kill is everything micro micro
3: band Microband. Microband. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh man i'm really mad to use that as a title that might be misleading but no <laughs> Wow, you
1: got, yeah. you got
3: one. i mean there's so many it's 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 so funny you just get to see not everyone reads directions the same way not everyone um
0: <laughs> right there right
3: there oh my god yeah. said the same thing over
1: yeah.
3: people are interesting and they're funny and
1: we had a um a multi-generational family of women come to stay once they were from rural 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 Georgia, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the town but um it was a daughter a mom and a grandmother and from the first i would say five to ten minutes after they checked in they were texting calling and complaining posting stuff in the airbnb chat about how disgusting the place was Mm. and this was early in the game so it still had that new kind of wood and drywall smell to it so we like how is the place disgusting so we um trying to be really diligent and and present hosts we go up and you know, we asked, can you point yeah, out, point out what's
3: going on? We're worried that you know our cleaner didn't do the job right.
1: It still smelled like Fabuloso. That's how. <laughs> that's how. That's how recent it had been cleaned. And
3: they pointed at our artificial plant in the corner and said, "Look at all the dust on that artificial
1: plant." Wow. And it was. It was. It was like not visible to the eye. You had to go yeah. up and oh literally wet your, finger, your finger on it. On. Yeah. They try the to do the.
0: On. They try to do the Hampton Inn. We hundred percent guarantee, or you get
1: your
0: money back. <laughs> You're like I'm gonna complain exactly. about something. I'm
1: gonna find something. <laughs> well, is yeah,
0: that? No, normal Oh, my bad. Did I cut you off new?
1: No, I was gonna say you just have people like that, and we've had close to 700 guests now, so we can kind of wow. get a sense of the vibe people are coming with. Yeah. And if we feel like people are gonna be too much work, we typically decline them. To be honest, yeah. so
0: well, yeah. I have a couple of things here. Um, one, I really want to connect you all with Sheena because um, she's uh that just put some gems in here she, that you all may want to consider she said something up maybe put a mandatory commercial photography clause in your lease or your contract um i'll let you all connect that's a really good idea. yeah that I'm is you all to actually have to get uh paid uh through that um throughout that's that. a really yeah. good idea i'm
1: gonna write that down actually. yeah
0: yeah yeah so i'll connect you all afterwards she's an awesome
1: big heart and just
0: uh very smart but uh what was it um i I was how was I going with this? I think I want to ask if there were like any well no 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 yeah that's the so there are a couple of things that I was thinking about when the advantages or disadvantages of a short-term rental versus a long-term rental and one thing that I've heard and I would love you speak on is that you're talking about uh Yamira was talking about the, the constant turnover which I mean that's what it does right you turn over and somebody moves in moves out and what I found or heard from folks who who do this work, and actually I spent about a year being a uh, just I managed the Airbnb next to me for for an event. I just wanted to learn more about it and all that stuff. So, it was, mm-hmm. but that the actual constant turnover, the constant cleaning, the constant eye on the property, actually makes sure that the property is in good shape as opposed to having you know someone in there and then you don't see the property again for another year or so or, or when they allow you in or when you had, a yeah. so well can you speak to that or if i mean i mean to like lead it so much but are there something i'm not seeing yeah. or i'm seeing you could speak to
1: no i i think you're spot on um courtney one of the things that we talk one of the things we talk to our you know colleagues and folks we try to help um, in the business about is that airbnb is not a hands-off passive <laughs> business people assume that for some reason like we've been shocked at how many people just think it's a a plug and play kind of exchange where you get a property you throw it up and you're good and it's the exact opposite and to your point having the constant oversight um is great because you can identify things that are falling apart before they become disastrous mm-hmm. it's also very very for me i'm not gonna speak for my wife it is very, very stress-inducing, though.
3: <laughs> it can
0: be.
1: There's, there's a, a couch leg that's been broken. Okay, $350 couch. Didn't expect to spin that today, but here we go, oh. right? There's a shower head that won't stop dripping. Oh, man, that's not something you can just set and and, and let, you know, linger right. for days water, or for weeks. Yeah, well, you water's life. The water can cause so much damage. Right. I mean, so it's there are things like that that... The Airbnb model just exposes you to that you just have to get a level of comfort around it. That's been a that's been a struggle for me, if I'm being honest. It's something I constantly think about and I'm haunted by it, to some degree, based on some of the experiences that we've had. But,
3: yeah, I think because you know you what you said about the long term having a long term tenant in there, they really make it their home, so yeah. there's going to be a lot to clean and and um, update when they leave. But short term rentals. That's not their home. So people do things they would not normally do in their homes in a short-term rental because they think
1: I'm going it's to I'm be going fine. In six hours. Like yes. it,
3: uh, who cares? Uh-huh. It's going to be fine. You know, it feels like sometimes they some guests treat it like we have the Hilton name behind us and have <laughs> all this money <laughs> over there.
1: The
0: Hilton crew. <laughs> <Yeah. in> there. <laughs> um,
3: so that can be a challenge. And again, it goes back to making sure you're advertising to the guests you want and you're screening for the guests you want. That they're going to treat your space a little bit better, but that constant churn means you're at the risk of people who who don't care about your space, and they'll they'll treat it in a way that um you know it, it doesn't matter to them because they're just there for a few hours. So well, there's you, there's risks and positives for both.
0: Well, one of the uh, other positives people seem to like is the difference in cash flow. I know you all in every market's different, but in Charlotte, North Carolina, can um, okay, you speak to what what would you say are is like? For you know, three bed, two bath, or four bed, two bath. what? What's the rental cost for long term compared to what you all are seeing as far as um, uh, gross and net cash mm-hmm. each month?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. So Charlotte is a is one of the few markets I would say in the in the country that is um, very um, resilient, right? So a lot of the trends that the real estate world experiences. Um, together, Charlotte kind of stands out. I think the banking industry has a lot to do Mm -hmm. with that. Um, It's a very um, easy to use and access airport hub Mm -hmm. for a lot of the surrounding cities and states. And um, there's a very young community and population um, in Charlotte. I think it was top three um, in terms of growth over the last decade. And so I think that that has really generated a lot of, like I said, resiliency for the marketplace. But for us, um, just d- using very broad numbers, um, our mortgage uh, for the condo is, and this is 500 square feet studio space, our mortgage um, at the time, at, at the moment is
3: 900
1: and... 800 something. $850, let's say. say. Plus the HOA. Right. Plus, Plus another
3: 200 in HOA, so... Yeah like a thousand dollars a thousand bucks
1: our gross for the airbnb um, on a good month is around four thousand to forty two hundred bucks so um very good numbers there right Right. um if we were to rent that place and we did rent it actually for a year before Mm -hmm. it it went on Airbnb airbnb and it was
3: we charged twelve fifty, I think, for the yeah. So, so we were- it was it was barely
1: woo. That's raising the yeah. Covering
3: Damn. it, oh, yeah.
1: don't let a light bulb go out. Like <laughs> <laughs> we were, done. We, we were, were skinned. Skin thin on our margin. Yeah. So Airbnb economically was a much better move in definitely.
0: So. 500 oh, square feet. Oh man, that's what I'm talking about. All right. So yeah. that's, you can imagine I would imagine that the numbers may go up a little, slightly if the square foot's larger or down if square foot lower. Or does that
1: yeah. play
0: oh, That's that's cool. That is awesome. Well, my Thank goodness, you. you guys are giving me so much of uh of your time. I would so so appreciate it. I am going to have, to have one last uh, question for both of you all. Well, really, well, one, well, I have two questions. One, what is, um, for both of you, what's a a book or source of inspiration that you would, that you have shared the most with folks who are trying to get their mindset right or business mind right when it comes to approaching um, entrepreneurship in general in
1: uh, investing? Yeah, I'll start. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Courtney, you mentioned at the beginning of the conversation that, you know, you and I share some things in common. I think one thing that we share in common and talk about a lot is the concept of mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me has been the number one, um, I guess, pillar in my personal journey um, in real estate and just having the faith and belief that my thoughts and the things that I put out on the universe, I control for one but also can and do dictate destiny. You know, nothing is, we are not creatures of a finite templated, you know, um, endpoint, you know, we can create whatever beautiful and miraculous journeys we want for ourselves. And so along the way I've picked up a lot of learnings from three particular, um, I'm going to call them philosophers (laughs) if I can, that (laughs) I, um, I, I spend a lot of time listening to and learning from. That's um Neville Goddard, and I gotta yeah, thank you, uh, the, Courtney, for putting me, yeah, it, so, right, oh. putting me. on. the Neville Goddard, the
0: villain of the field.
1: That's right, putting me on the Neville and um the twenty-seven hours worth of content that that uh that audio book I downloaded. Oh, and put yeah. me on Yeah, <laughs> that book is awesome.
0: That was working.
1: Yeah, that's been great. I would say Joe Dispenza. Um, he has two, two books that I love, um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and You Are the Placebo. Oh wow. And then um another person, um, God rest his soul, uh, Bob Proctor, who uh um, digital. Yeah, man. He, he's, yeah, he still, even though he left this earth in the in the physical form last year, um, his teachings are really um still keeping a lot of the concepts and a lot of the the energy that he's put out in the universe alive to this day, man. I just can't get enough of those three oh, man. wisdom philosophers, man. that Don't really get
0: me me, Make me go another hour on the, everyone you said. <laughs> Joe Dispenza has a great book called Becoming Supernatural that uh our uh our uh chapter brother and friend Rashawn Miller put us on to and or put me on to, and that's been amazing. But yeah, I love Bob Pratt. He's such a he just modeled how to live and learn and grow and yep. share. And that was amazing. Ymir, how about you?
3: Um, For me, I think a lot of the resources I've just been into is more of technical, tactical books. Um, So, you know, reading about the Burr method, reading about investing in multifamily properties. That's been more of my focus now is as I'm trying to continue to build my toolkit, um, as we continue to expand, Uh, that's really been my focus for right now.
0: Well, dig it, dig it. Help us break it down because I mean, hopefully there's people coming in that are new to this uh, and may have not heard of the Burr method. Can you just real quick, what's the Burr method?
3: Yeah. So the Burr method is a, a method of kind of purchasing real estate properties, taking out the equity, and then doing it again. So it's called it's buy rehab refinance. Rent repeat. Rent. No, buy, yes, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat i think that's yeah, what
0: it, it all is because yeah, all the r's yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. for, yeah
3: a lot of r's a lot yeah, of r's but basically you're buying your property you're getting um you're rehabbing it to to build that immediate equity you rent it out you refinance that property after the the work you put in and money if you put in um has increased that value in the property you take that equity equity out through the refinance process cash out refi And then you use it to buy something else and you just keep repeating, repeating, repeating. I think that's one of the easiest ways to multiply um, your real estate portfolio.
0: Infinite return, depending on how you acquired the beginning, but that's a great strategy. You know, a nugget that was shared with me that's in in the Burr method that I don't hear talked about as much. It doesn't fit the acronym because it's not an R, but when you buy the property, and you usually to make the bird method work, folks, the property has to be bought as such. a. I mean, you make your money on the buy anyways, but buy it at a deep discount. And quite often, buying a deep discount means it does need some repair or some to right. yeah. add to it. But when you are adding that value, go ahead and start. And I'm not saying you are not to this. I'm talking to folks out there. Go ahead and somehow put an advertisement out for it. Put it on uh, what, Zillow or Redfin or something to, to advertise that you're looking for someone to rent it or to lease it out. And yep. then go and you know do the uh, rent and refi and all because you can actually now I'm not a um, tax expert or CPA or anything like that. <laughs> so don't don't sue me, folks. But from my understanding, as soon as you start advertising it, it goes from being um, the, the lo- you can count your losses as uh, from the rental because it's technically a rental now. So even if you are still putting the boards together, put the toilets up, if you start advertising, you can show proof that in that t- calendar year that it's being you know advertised as a rental you can write off a lot of those uh expenses that you get from
1: mm. having mm-hmm. it um
0: but definitely folks check Love with that's a good in. nugget Love Love that.
1: That.
0: yeah yeah well there it is and yes oh man this is so exciting folks uh what is uh um, one last uh not one last but um the greatest lesson that's well, one of the greatest lessons that you learned and i'll leave you that that before we uh get your tags and mm. you all out of here what's one of the greatest lessons that you learned on this journey uh together or on your own
3: um i guess for me is don't let fear stop you from Mm -hmm. going out there and getting in the game that was something that i you know as i spoke to earlier was my hesitation the fear of failure if you don't jump in you're never going to see the benefits, and um, we've talked about this a lot in the past. Is that we we base our fear off of what we stand to lose instead of thinking about what we stand to gain and using that as our frame of mind. And so that's probably been the biggest the biggest lesson for me personally in this journey.
1: I gotta agree with that. You know, I think there's a quote, and Courtney, you may know who it comes from, but it talks about the concept of fear. We fear things only because we can feel see touch and understand what we stand to lose mm-hmm. but what if we could touch see feel and experience what we stand to gain when we have fear you know mm-hmm. and i think once we realize that kind of reversing of our mindset to say yeah we fear this down payment that this real estate property would take because we know we don't do well and we don't generate the type of return, then we've lost that money. But what would it look like if we do extremely well? And that mm-hmm. property is what turns into our third and fourth property beyond that. Really? And just having that kind of growth mindset and getting over that, that concept of fear has really been been our fuel. So i I have to agree with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. You're a smart person for agreeing, i said. <laughs> no, no, no. And it makes so much sense because just, I mean, just basically, basically uh, not basically, but definitely, particularly here in the philosophers that you uh, spoke of and just the way you all operate, what you focus on is what you will get. If you're focusing Mm -hmm. on on trying to get out of debt, you're going to acquire more debt. But if you are focused on getting, uh, gaining wealth, you're going to gain wealth. You got to be it to become it. You have to to create the mold first and see it. So that's so beautiful that you like uh, touching, feeling and seeing what it feels like to already be successful. And then you attract Yeah, that's beautiful stuff. Man, I appreciate you all. Can y'all? So it's at dream.buy.multiply on Instagram and yes. www.dreambuymultiply.com. Yeah. Mira Sullivan, Nicholas Sullivan, y'all have been awesome. Folks out there, if you li- wherever you listen to this, I would love a like, a subscribe, a listen, a rotation, feedback. Whatever it is, it helps us grow. If you are an investor or wholesaler uh, or or entrepreneur, I would love for you also to go check out doreiideals.com. I have a ton of free resources there. Uh, I can have a calendar link. I would love to connect and chat with you all as well. If you're looking for short-term rental help or support, definitely go to dream.buy.multiply or at dream.buy.multiply on Instagram and uh, the www.dreambuymultiply.com. Love to check you out. I can't wait to connect you all with Masheena uh, with and some other folks too, y'all. Are so close. Yes, definitely. That's right. Yeah, that's Likewise.
1: Awesome.
0: I'm going to sign off to folks, as I always, do saying rising tides, it lifts all sales.
2: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Life and Transition Experts podcast. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Also, remember to join the Life in Transition Experts Facebook group to help us continue to grow and reach others. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.